0: Welcome to Objectively Speaking, everyone. My name is Jeremy Paul.
1: And I'm Laura Norman, and this is Episode 15, Game 15, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Chicago Blackhawks. And after two comebacks, lots of goals, four points for Cam Atkinson, a big big W for the Columbus Blue Jackets in Chicago tonight. What a game, and also what a week. For the Columbus Blue Jackets.
0: Oh, only man. Thursday. <laughs> I know. It just feels like it's been like three weeks in Blue Jackets land. I don't want to correct you, but I think we came back three times even. So we were down 3-1.
1: Oh, you're probably right. Then we were down
0: 3-1, and then we were down 4-3, and then we were down
1: 5-4. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, so I mean, three comebacks. Look at us. Look at that.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, no, that,
1: Impressive. Continue. I, we're talking over each other today. It's just one Continue. of those. Days.
0: It's it's because we're in different states, like we talked about last episode, Laura and I. I'm recording in Kansas, which means I forgot. Like, I like brought the cord for my mic. Like, I just decided I didn't need the mic. I just needed the cord, and so um that's why my audio might sound off if you're listening at home. But um but yeah, diff- that's where our synergies off a little bit. I think, Laura, it's just like we're so far apart. Well, you
1: know the two of us are in different states and the Blue Jackets are in a different state. So we're just all over the place. They're in the, same, they're in the same time zone as you.
0: I know, that did make it a little weird because I was like, oh, the game starts at seven, even though like in my head, like I was like, no, it's, it's an eight o'clock start. Like I always know Chicago games can be eight o'clock starts. Um, that's something to consider in this job market process. It's like, am I going to be able to get home and watch games at six? Um, something to consider. So <laughs> um, I did only get the chance to catch um to catch the third period and yeah that third period was wild I know you said that the second the start of the second period was just rough and I'm getting tweets you know left and right on my phone about like you know obviously going down 3-1 and you know things not looking too great and then obviously you know Jack scores a power play goal to end the um oh no we were down 4-2 not 3-4-3 well I guess we were also by proxy down 4-3 but uh, um no, so Jack makes it 3-2 to at the end of the second period, and then Chicago, like, scores makes it 4-2 right at the start of the third period, and I'm watching that, and I look over at Emily, who is my travel companion, who I don't think I've talked about on this podcast, but, like, literally the person who homes me when I'm in Columbus. Um, hey, girl, she's over there, she's like okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I just look at her, I'm like, oh, it's over, like, because I was just sad, I was like, we're not coming back from this. Uh, but like Jack Rostovic says, you can give up five goals as long as you score six. And so That is true. He did jackets, say that. The Jackets score six and they win the game six to five and it was fun and it wasn't an overtime. So I'm very content.
1: Yeah, so um, just to like swing back to the two periods that you didn't get to see, you know, we started off kind of like again for the eleventh straight game, the blue jackets scored first. Um, with a shorthanded penalty kill goal by Mr. Cam Atkinson who has now surpassed Rick Nash for the most shorthanded goals in Blue Jackets franchise history um, which he was very kind of funny they asked him about it in his post-game interview they're like what does this mean to you and he's like well, right now, it doesn't mean anything to me. It just matters that I'm helping the team win. So he will not – I don't think he'll be framing that puck. Um, I'm sure they gave it to him, but who knows. Um, but, yeah, so Cam got us started, and then we, you know, ended the first period up one nothing, And then immediately in the second period, the wheels just started coming off. Um, the Blackhawks scored – two goals within the first 90 seconds of the second period. uh, And they were just complete, complete defensive failures. Like, Corpy had no friends in that end zone um, when it came to those two goals. And that was – this is really a situation that Torrance and the coaching staff, like, we got to get it together defensively because we're going to burn out our goalies and it's just gonna be like yes it's great to score six goals in a game we need to keep doing that but we can't do it in a sense where the other team also scores five like that's it's just too much and it's too much on our goalies and you know we really got to get it together and so it was a struggle for the rest of the second period um thankfully corpy saved us from not being you know down even more than we were and as you said jack comes in and scores um that power play goal towards the end of the second period and then you know what they went in that locker room and they came back in the third period and they were like let's do this um and it was sort of a different is a different team i think that we've seen probably since i would say um game two against tampa when we won at home um, on that Saturday game. That was probably an equal amount of energy and enthusiasm to what we saw in the third period tonight. Um, Boone got us started off in the third period scoring a beautiful Boone-Jenner type goal. And then Jack Rossovic, who is just absolutely on fire, like absolutely on fire for this team, gets goal number two of the night. Um, Of course, Chicago keeps us on our toes and try, you know, evens it up again. Um, But then both Michael Delzato and Kevin Stenland get huge goals. Delzato gets his first goal of the season as a Blue Jacket. And Stenland again proves um, his worth in this lineup. And we end up pulling off a regulation win, 6-5 to in Chicago. Um, Yeah, it was – it was an up and down roller coaster of a game which is very similar to the roller coaster of a week that we've had as far as Blue Jackets news and events are considered. Uh but yeah, still a lot of issues to like iron out as far as play is considered. Like I said, defense we got an issue. <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah, and I think that that's like my biggest concern too is like you know I think over the summer, and I guess it wasn't even summer, like, what, what would traditionally be the summer of an off offseason? Um, you know, I think when we traded away folks like Marcus nativara or we traded away Ryan Murray, like, there wasn't really any fear of what could be the repercussions on the blue line. And, I mean, like, I think that that's, you know, kind of bitten us in the ass a little bit because, like, it obviously has – you know, contributed, and I think our, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, our blue line would be super deep if we still had them, and and probably, you know, Nudavara, or, I mean, we probably wouldn't see Delzato either, so, um, you know, obviously some things that, you know, make that not as big of a deal, but yeah, there's definitely something going on, I mean, and obviously, like, keeping in mind that Zach is out right now, too, which isn't helping anything, I think he was actually kind of starting to finally find a little bit of his game, and I'm hoping that, you know, obviously, you don't want days off because you're hurt, but hopefully, that could be something that could contribute to him coming back a little bit stronger which would be nice um so who knows i'm I'm looking forward to seeing how how things continue to shape up you know on the blue line because obviously they're going to have to be some changes and like there's going to have to be and maybe not even changes but just like higher effort from those guys
1: yeah like as we have said before in previous episodes like our top four really need to start picking it up again. Um, they do keep rotating in and out who's being partnered up with Seth. Um, I would love to see some more, you know, just some more from him. <laughs> some more from Seth Jones would be great. Um, a little a little additional effort, um, a little more sense of him being a leader on this team um, because he's, you know, his spark just isn't there yet. And you know, I, it wasn't there prior to Zach getting injured either. So I would kind of like him to find it before Zach gets back on the ice so that when Zach comes back, they can hopefully gel up together and really start being the, you know, dynamic duo that they're supposed to be. Um, Andrew Peak, uh got to make his uh, debut for the first time in 11 months today. Um, He had the most adorable pregame interview of just being so excited to finally get to be back on the ice. And every time that they scanned to him on the bench, he just had, like, the widest smile. He was so happy. And he did really well. He played really hard, got a lot of minutes, um, you know. So it's, it's good that, again, in another season of us trying to figure out, know different things not necessarily because of injury but just because of certain situations you know that these guys that you know either haven't played as much or are getting some of their first opportunities can come in and be really valuable assets um, to a team that's still trying to find its way and he you know him and Stenland like really are showing that and that's that's awesome it's again proving that point of We want guys on our team that want to be here and want to be Blue Jackets and want to play really hard um, for the team.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. No, I totally agree. And and I think, too, like, this is one of those games that kind of feels like it could be a turning point. And I don't know, like, maybe that's naive to say. But I think, obviously, like, getting a good win against Carolina um, on Monday? Monday, question mark? Yes, Monday. Um, you know, with the drama that that like, <laughs> like after the game, like like had, and I think, you know, like Aaron Portsline and Allison Lucan and their uh, podcast friend nationwide, like had an interesting argument. They were like, you know, like if you're a Blue Jackets fan, maybe you do feel better about the fact that Line A was bench because he was a smart ass to one of the coaches, than you would if you knew that like it was because the Torts didn't believe in him as a player and his play. So like that is actually probably true. Um, and they like seemed to have brought out like after like at, at practice. Like I believe they said that Larson was the coach that he got into it with. And so um you know uh they brought out at practice and, you know, all is good and love and war and um and then the power play goes two for three tonight and so maybe like something Patrick Lannon said something right. <laughs> like I don't know. Like maybe like let's think about it. Um so that's obviously like blown over hopefully and that's not something we have to worry about. Uh, you know, obviously like he played the most minutes out of you know anybody on the ice out of all the forwards at least and so I think all is fine there so let's not worry
1: yeah um, I mean I think oh, sorry continue
0: no you're good I was just gonna say you know I, I was gonna move on to the rest of the craziness from this oh week, yeah I, mean, I, I was go just gonna ahead. I
1: was just gonna briefly touch on uh, a couple of things that Patrick and Tort said in their sort of post-drama interviews we won't even call them pre-game we'll just call them post-drama um you know Patrick uh is Patrick's 22 years old uh so there's a lot of things about 22 year olds that are still very much so like 12 year olds there's a lot of things that they need to mature on um I can't even imagine I you know Jeremy and I both deal with 18 to 22 year olds for a living and we're dealing with the standard average 18 to 22 year old who's like in college just trying to figure out what they want to do. I can't imagine what it's like dealing with a 22 year old who for almost his entire life has been looked at and told that he was a superstar, has been handed millions of dollars and just been you know trouted around as this entity basically um, but still with a 22 year old mindset and i think what was really good for him to state was that he deserved to be benched that he deserved to sit for what he did and what he said um, and that he has come to recognize that it doesn't matter who you are on this team if you upset towards and you go against what he is instilling in his players and the way he holds himself holds his room holds his team you're gonna sit so you know and for everyone out there that's been critiquing Torts, like this is his team ultimately and yeah we may not agree with what happened. Of course, you know, Twitter blew up the night that it happened, but at that time, none of us knew that it was because Line had gone into an altercation with one of the other coaches. Like, I think you can sit there and say, yeah, that seems like a situation where they need to be benched. You know, they suspended Bob two years ago because he threw a fit and walked off the ice. Those are benchable and suspendable things. This is how this league works. It doesn't matter. And yes, other teams let other players get away with with certain things. But you know coming into this the kind of coach that Torts is and the kind of expectations he holds his players to. But I also want to commend Torts for how he responded to the press. Now, we all know Torts is not the kind of guy that likes talking to the press. He doesn't like, you know, how the – press blow things out of proportion but he made it very clear that first of all we were not going to talk about it anymore but also that he was upset for any of them putting it out there that the reason why Patrick was benched was because he wasn't playing well and because he wasn't trying hard enough or because he wasn't showing enough effort on the team and he said Patrick is an all-star player He has done nothing but put 100% into his game since arriving in Columbus. He's also only played four games. So there's a lot of adjusting still happening. And Torts was really upset by the fact that anyone would make the assumption that Patrick isn't giving his all in this new role. So I really think in the end of it, they, you know, everyone came out of this situation in a better way in a better mindset and a better, you know, way going forward. And I think that that's just the best you can do because that's, that's the other thing. This is the thing we preach to our students too is like every mistake you make is a learning opportunity. Like, yes, there's going to be consequences in some way, shape or form. He got benched for 26 minutes, but he's also learning how to be a part of this team and hopefully how to be a better pro down the line. And he won't make, mistakes like this or he'll think about the things that he says and does before he does
0: them yeah no for sure I totally agree and I'll eat the one on torts too because I know that I was like a little bit confused and frustrated at the time and obviously like yes you were you were (laughs) it's like in my defense I think was valid you know considering track record and things like that but um but I mean I do still have questions at least like about some of that stuff because I still like obviously like Texier played 11 minutes tonight, Gregorinko played nine, um, you know, Nash played 11, so, uh, and, and quite honestly, like, out of those players, like, Nash playing 11 minutes, like, versus, like, Gregorinko or, or Texier, like, I'm just like, oh, like, <laughs> sure, um, but, you know, it is what it is, and like you said, it's not necessarily in my place, so, um, I will.
1: I wasn't just talking to oh, you. No. I was talking to the crazies on Blue Jackets <laughs> hockey Twitter. Oh,
0: I I know.
1: We're calling for torts to be drawn and quartered and have his head put on a stake.
0: <laughs> I'm also usually a pretty big Aaron Forslund fan, but I like his whole thing about like him. I think he probably I'd have to like hear the interview. Like I'm sure he probably like was jokingly like it almost plays as if John Torell is trying to get himself fired, but I can't imagine that he, like, really meant that. And if he did, like, what? (laughs) Like, like, I don't know. Like, that was kind of irresponsible, in my opinion. But again, like, that is what it is.
1: Yeah, that was a bit of a tabloidy type situation. Like, I know we all, you know, we all take guesses about and make assumptions about why things happen. I mean, look at all the things everyone has said about why, you know, PLD wanted to leave. Like, everyone has their theory um, but, yeah, I think that was kind of a reach. I think that uh, Tortor- like Torts has been a coach for long enough in this league for long enough that when he wants to go, he's gonna go on his own terms. He's not gonna do something crazy and outrageous to get himself fired because, I mean, as the saying goes, he's too old for that shit at this point. Like, You know, yes, he's had a reputation before of like saying and doing things like that. But I think now you can see from the difference in his behavior in Columbus that he just wants to continue to coach as best he can. And when he feels like he's no longer doing that anymore, I think he'll, you know, be done. And that may be at the end of the season because his contract is, you know, up in the air. So we'll see, but I definitely don't think he's doing things to try and get himself fired. Like, that seems insane to me.
0: I also have to say that John Tortorella has literally marched into an opposing dressing room to try to start a fight with another team. I think if he's going to try to get himself fired, he's at least going to try to, like, go out on something cool. Like, I don't think he's just going to like,
1: I I want him to light something on fire. Right. I want him to push the cannon off of the ledge that it sits on. Like I I want him to like really I want him to punch Leo in the face. Like <laughs> I want it to be some sort of really he can tackle stinger. Like all these I want him to show up on the bench wearing the boomer costume. Like these are all things that I want him to do if he's going to lose his mind. But I don't think that we are in that place quite
0: yet fair but yeah so the jackets have scored um 21 goals in the last five games which shows that the offense is trying to finally like generate some things but the offense will obviously like not be generated anymore or ever again by Miku koivu who retired from the league which was kind of like out of nowhere but honestly like we don't have to go too deep into this because you know i know that you know it was a couple days ago and people already have their takes and stuff but you know I think a lot of that has to do with one, just like not being able to like get back into the play. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with like him not like playing a role that he wanted to play with the team. I think it has everything to do with, also this man had COVID, like he's in his mid thirties and has a family at home and he just, you know, it's a weird season and I don't blame him. I would have retired too. Um, so uh, Miku Koivu retires. So another, you know, hopefully it'll be a while before I have to be traumatized by seeing the number nine jersey on the ice again. Um, maybe we'll just retire Mika Koivu's number for the for the six games. Six games? That he <laughs> I think it was six. Um, yeah, it was so, six. So maybe that'll be the case. But, um, but yeah, ultimately, you know, obviously Mika Koivu's gone, which is sad. Um, but obviously, like, even still, like, a learning experience for people to even get to know him and go through a camp with him, like, that's still going to be good for some of these younger guys, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I think think that'll be good um he'll be in hockey too like they're talking about that on the front nationwide podcast too of like he'll definitely end up back in Minnesota like in their either in their front office like or behind their bench in some way shape or form so um, yeah
1: Nick was really bummed that was like the saddest thing because Nick was just super bummed to lose like his sort of other old man buddy um and to to lose that veteran presence but yeah like you said I mean He said he knew, he knew that he wasn't gonna be able to play anymore, the style of game that he's always played for his career. And he didn't wanna do that to, you know, to himself or to his teammates. He said nothing but really great things about the time that he's had here in Columbus. Um, And so, as shocking as it was, like, it's kind of a cool thing that he was able to go out on his own terms and you know make this decision before you know he started being like a regular healthy scratch or got himself you know permanently injured um you know because so many people retire because they get these career-ending injuries like rick nash um and yeah you never want to see a player have to go out like that you'd rather be on their on their own terms
0: without a doubt so um so the moral of the story in the last week is that the jackets have been an interesting I don't want to call it a dumpster fire I do just like maybe I'll just call it a bonfire because like still on fire but like sometimes nice to be around right like that feels right yeah um if you get too close like you might get burned a little bit like you might like but you also might want to like roast a marshmallow I don't know yeah, I mean,
1: as as two people who have personally seen an actual dumpster on fire, oh my God, yeah. I feel less anxiety about this than I did about that actual situation. So well, that
0: is that is a good like litmus test. Like that's a good gauge for us. It's very true. Um, the other thing that we know for sure is that it was really nice of Winnipeg to throw Patrick Line in the Rossolvic trade. That was nice, because <laughs> um, he's playing so well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, good night. Very excited. I also just read a stat on Twitter that was like, this is the Blue Jackets' second win at the United Center this year, which matches their total over the last nine years. Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, maybe, maybe here on Saturday they can – I don't know how many that would match over the last, like, how many years if they get a third win in one season. But, um, yeah, very exciting stuff. Um, Laura, do you have anything else on your radar as we wrap up this episode?
1: Um, Just briefly, I mean, I know uh, Twitter kind of went a little bit crazy about it, that the Blue Jackets proposal to allow 10% of fans to return to Nationwide Arena has been approved by the Columbus Health Department. It has not yet been approved by the state. So the situation is not yet. We are still... I was a little bit iffy about them putting out the press release because it definitely made people feel like things were happening and that tickets were going to go on sale like tomorrow. Um, It does still have to get approved by the governor and the state. Um, It will only equate to like 1900 fans being able to um, attend a game in person. Uh, So that's, that's interesting. Like, I still don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Jeremy's definitely being like, we're going to sell our organs, and we're going to go. It's going to be great. Because that's right, folks. It'll more than likely cause an arm and a leg to be one of those 1,900 people. Um, but am I willing to wear three masks to do it? Absolutely. Um, will I wear a biohazard suit? Potentially. Who knows? Um, Will it be worth it to be in the ice and actually yelling for our team in person? Probably. Um, So yeah, so I have no doubt that the state will probably end up um, approving it. As many know, the Cavs are playing with fans in the building, as well as the Cleveland Monsters here shortly Um, will have fans in the building. (laughs) Um, So, you know, slowly but surely, and hopefully it doesn't, you know, doesn't lead to anything crazy, Um, and and we can continue to keep the fans safe, but also the players and the staff on the team um, as safe as possible. But, yeah, that's – it's been a lot of big, weird news this week.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. And I think – I do think that, like, Columbus was, like, the biggest hurdle there because, like you said, with the Cavs having folks, like, Cleveland – like, the state obviously – you Know allowed that, and I actually think they're higher than 1900, but I could be wrong. Um,
1: I think but, it's like 2500.
0: Yeah, it's not a ton, but um, like you said, the monsters are gonna have fans there too, so um, yeah, that should be good.
1: Which, if you're looking to go see a game, so cheap, so cheap, like you can go see the monsters for like zero amount of money. So if you miss the ice and you don't want to shell out all the money potentially for the Blue Jackets, if and when um, they get permission, go up and support the Monsters up in Cleveland. Um, the guys up there are really passionate. I'm a big fan of their new captain, uh, Zach Dalby, um, or Dalp. Dalby.
0: No, I, uh, the, look, the look that I made is I think he was their captain last year, but because he was going back and forth so much.
1: Well, technically, Nathan Gerby was their captain last
0: oh, year. Oh, it was Gerby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm thinking um, between the but two. So,
1: Zach, is, Zach was an, uh, an alternative captain yeah, yeah, yeah. last year, but he's their full-fledged captain this year. Um, So, it's a good time. They have a lot of fun things. We went to a, a Monsters game a couple years ago for my birthday. They have cheerleaders. It's weird. Um, I've never thought of that at a hockey game, but they do. They have them. Um, and the um, facility is really nice. So if you're looking for to get back into hockey, definitely suggest going to see the Monsters. And it's crazy cheap.
0: Get into it. Well, y'all, thank y'all so much for joining us for this <clears throat> weird travel edition of Objectively Speaking. Um, of course, I can't believe it, but Laura, you just made it a whole podcast without talking about the fact that Camp Mackinson had four points.
1: I mentioned it in the opening.
0: I did you? Mm-hmm. You all can tell how much i
1: For Four points for Cam Atkinson. Oh,
0: you can tell how much I pay attention clearly.
1: Um, but yes, he did have four points. It's the first time since 2019. I am so happy for him, but I won't brag because he needs, needs to keep it going.
0: He does, and hopefully this is the kind of thing that gets it going, so maybe, maybe not four points, but maybe one or two from him on Saturday as the Jackets like to take a win out of Chicago. But we want to thank you all for listening. Or if you want to plug our social media and take us home.
1: Absolutely. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We are at Pod. Um, doing great on Twitter. Getting a little bit of a pickup on Instagram. We have uh, surpassed 50 followers. Um, we weirdly got like six today. I don't really know what drew people um, in today, but I was pretty happy to accept all of those, those follows. So yeah, follow us, interact, and then and Rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on.
0: Awesome. Well, we look forward to talking to you all again on Saturday. But until then, stay well, be safe, and go Jackets. Bye.